You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined by Brian Costello of the New York Post. Brian, thanks for taking the time. So we know this is the silly season prior to free agency when we hear about these huge numbers being thrown around. But the Jets really prepared all for Kirk Cousins a deal worth $150 million. I think they are. You know, I think that's what it's, it looks like it could take. Uh, it's going to be in that neighborhood, at least, you know, with Garoppolo getting $27.5 million a year. That's kind of where you start off with, and it looks like Cousins is going to have a lot of bidders, and obviously he's even more of a proven commodity than Garoppolo right now. Um, you know, you could argue those guys, but Garoppolo only had seven starts. Cousins has been a starter for three years, so I think he's going to be in that neighborhood. Brian, does that force the marketplace to be a little lopsided when you when you go off of how we've gauged who should get a certain amount of money based on their play and, most importantly, having a chance to win a championship? Yeah, I mean, the quarterback market is always going to be silly. You know, it's always going to be – they're going to be overvalued in free agency. They're going to be overvalued in the draft. You know, we've seen that through the years where guys get drafted that don't belong in the top ten and they're there because they're quarterbacks. So, it's kind of the way it's always kind of been. And right now, there's been a run of these contracts and everyone's looking for a franchise quarterback and the Jets haven't had one in about 40 years. So, they're they're at the front of that line right now and they – the last time they really tried to do this through free agency, like a big signing, Cordell, you'll remember, they signed Neil O'Donnell, and that didn't work out too well for them. So, But they've um, you know, they've tried to draft. They've tried everything. So I think they're prepared right now to dip their toe into the free agent market again. Brian, what can you tell us about other potential wrinkles in the deal for Cousins? You've reported $60 million potentially in year one, or how about the notion of making the entire contract fully guaranteed? Yeah, you know, I reported that that was a, a possibility, like that they could they could do that, not that they would or were willing to. I I, don't, I think that's unlikely that they do that. But the point was, the Jets ha- are going to have about ninety million dollars in cap space after they make their their veteran cuts here with Muhammad Wilkerson and Matt Forte probably going. So you know, if they wanted to get creative and just kind of blow him away, they could offer him sixty million dollars in the first year. And that that's feasible, guaranteed, and they still have money to do some other things. Now it's unlikely, but they could do that. And you know, other people have talked about it being fully guaranteed. I can't see a contract being fully guaranteed for 150 million dollars because if a team fully guarantees, what that means is they're cutting a check that day and giving it to the NFL office and it's put in escrow because they want to make sure you're good for it, basically. So you know, that's a huge, huge check to cut, even for billionaires. Um, so I, I don't think they're going to do that, and I also think that's just a dangerous precedent to set. For I think other owners are not going to be too happy with a team that does that because everyone is going to be looking for that. So I, I can't see that happening. In the end, it's probably going to be more of a traditional deal, but there's going to be monster numbers involved with this contract. I mean, Brian, I would agree with you. When when giving one player that amount of money, it, it somewhat handicaps everyone else in a sense of what you can do in the next year or two years after that, you kind of set yourself back probably about three years. But what does this team need if they were to grab someone like a Kirk Cousins and give him the 60 million bucks? Or let's just say, hypothetically, they do come up with this idea of saying we want to give him a fully guaranteed contract. How do you build around Kirk Cousins to allow this team to be competitive uh, through that division and throughout the conference? Well, here's the good news slash bad news for the Jets. They've drafted terribly over the last 10 years, all right? Especially if you look at the period from 2008 to 2014, there's no one left 
right? There, there's a few players that are okay. You know, Wilkerson is going to get cut. He was probably their best pick out of that run. They traded Sheldon Richardson. Um, so they don't have guys that they have to pay on their own roster right now. So they have some flexibility. That, that's bad news, and that's why they are where they are right now. But it's good news for them in that they, they have a lot of flexibility with the salary cap. And signing guys is not going to handicap them as much as, it, like, say the Minnesota Vikings, right? You look at them. They've got a lot of players that they're going to have to pay in the next few years. They've drafted well. They've got a lot of good young players. The Jets don't have that. The next guy they really have to pay on their roster is Leonard Williams, and they can wait till 2020 to do that, really. And after him, you know, maybe it's Darren Lee, but he hasn't really proven himself. And then you're talking about last year's draft class, which they're way down the line from getting paid. So um, the, the Jets kind of benefit from how, how poorly they've drafted through the years and that they have all this salary cap flexibility right now, and they really wouldn't be hamstrung if they did go out and sign a Cousins. And really, if you look at it, other than safety, where they drafted Jamal Adams and Marcus May last year, they could look at any position and say, we need to upgrade this position. You could make an argument. So they're going to be active in free agency, I think, beyond Kirk Cousins. Focusing on the Jets with Brian Costello, the New York Post. Brian, there's a lot of guessing involved with draft analysis, but you have an informed opinion. Even if the Jets give this colossal amount of money to Kirk Cousins, which direction do you think they could be leaning with the number six overall pick? Well, again, like I just said, they could do, there's so many directions they could go with that pick and feel like, okay, we hit a need here. Um, McCagnan has proven that he's the best player available guy. He drafted Leonard Williams. And at the time, the Jets had Wilkerson, Richardson, and Damon Harrison. Defensive line was not a need, and he took Leonard Williams because he was the best player on the board. He kind of showed that again last year with taking a safety not only in the first round but the second round. So I do think, you know, everyone says best player available, but I do think McCagnan will stick to that and can stick to that because the Jets have so many holes. Unless the guy is a safety, they could take him and they're filling a hole. Um, but the biggest ones beyond quarterback to me are an edge rusher, they haven't had one of those since John Abraham left town, you know, over a decade ago. Uh, they need a number one cornerback. I think they're going to try to bring Morris Claiborne back, but he's he's not a long term, you know, number one guy. And uh, after that, I'd say maybe a running back. You know, if Barkley somehow fell to six. They, I think they'd jump all over him. Um, and you know, they they start to, they need to start rebuilding that offensive line too. So the big kid Nelson from Notre Dame, I know is highly rated. I could see them taking him. Um, but really, they could go in a variety of directions at that number six pick. How realistic is it for Kirk Cousins to come there? Because we know the offensive coordinator and Jeremy Bates used to coach under Mike Shanahan. I mean, I know there's, there's yeah. conversation because it sounds good. But realistically speaking, this is about as close as to being real as, as, as we know the draft is coming up pretty soon because of that relationship and understanding who Kirk Cousins is. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the Bates thing, I think, has kind of gotten overstated. They never even worked together. They met one time before the draft, I think. So, yes, he knows the system, but, you know, I don't think that's going to stop Kirk Cousins from going somewhere if he doesn't know the system. You know, quarterbacks do that every year. They go somewhere and learn a new system. So, to me, you know, you're looking at it as Kirk Cousins. It's going to come down to does he want every single dollar he can make or is he going to be looking for – uh, you know, the best winning situation? Because I think if it's money, the Jets are going to be right there. Uh, I think the Browns are the only team that have more cap space than them that could that are going to be in this thing. But if it's, you know, if he wants to go somewhere where he thinks he's going to compete for the Super Bowl right away, that's not the Jets right now. They're, they're you know, he'd be the first kind of step in them building up that offense. So um, 
to me, you know, he, he said in interviews that he wants to go somewhere to win. So if a team like the Vikings gets involved or a team like the Jaguars, if they move on from Bortles, uh, I think, you know, the Jets might have a tough sell if, if he's, his biggest thing is winning. Brian Costello, New York Post, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Brian, last one for me. We know that drafting is an inexact science. Feels like the Jets have proven that repeatedly, as you mentioned. But what has held back Christian Hackenberg so much after they devoted a second-round pick to taking him out of Penn State that the Jets wouldn't even put him on the field in meaningless circumstances? Yeah, uh, you know, the problem is where they picked him, um, really. You know, if Christian was a fifth-round pick, Nobody would have even been paying attention to what was happening the last couple of years and him not playing, and that's probably more in line of where he should have been drafted. The Jets overdrafted. It's clear he's not a second-round pick. If he's a second-round pick, he would have at least gotten a shot in the last couple of years, especially with the Jets' quarterback situation. You know, in his rookie year, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a terrible season, um, and they, they ended up moving on to Bryce Petty, and he never got in the field. Then last year, Josh McCown had a pretty good season, but then he gets hurt. And they move on to Bryce Petty. There was opportunities to play Hackenberg if they really wanted to, and they didn't do it. So I think that tells you everything you need to know. But to me, you know, it's really not Christian's fault. It's he did. I feel bad for him, and that he got overdrafted. And I think that created unrealistic expectations for him. Ryan, great reporting on Kirk Cousins. Thanks so much for joining us today on the NFL on TuneIn. Thanks for having me, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on TuneIn.